Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Well, the playoffs are in full tilt right now. Uh, You got the Clippers in major trouble. You got the Knicks and Hawks in a good one. You got the Lakers and Nets in control. You got Milwaukee. Milwaukee's odds uh, keep increasing as they look better and better every game in the playoffs. And Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. So head to the website betonline.ag or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Everybody, uh, welcome to the gallows. You see that? What this is? You see in back of me? See the rope swinging? Yes. Yeah, that's reserved for by Knicks fans for whichever Knicks screws up. <laughs> so uh, I shouldn't even joke like that anymore because the way these fans have gotten out of control, man. Who knows what happens if all this love for the Knicks turns to hatred? Because you know how quickly that can happen. You know if they, you know, you know how it is, Jamal. You know these people. If now everybody loves the Knicks and all that, and if they get to the point where they think they should win and like Julius Randle screws up or something, you know, the gallows. Yeah. I mean, they're they're already spitting on uh, Trey Young, you know. Yeah. I mean, when, when all that stuff happened with the Trey Young and then um, Utah fans being banned and Philly fans throwing popcorn. Well, on and you, you heard about yesterday what they were doing in Utah to uh, – Yeah. Uh, to uh, – what's the names? Uh, yeah, John Morant. John Morant. Morant's yeah. parents. Parents. You know, and it reminded me what you, what you've been saying all along is is uh you know ever since the pandemic started you were like this this no fans thing is fu- is kind of good and now we go back to fans and look how they're acting immediately you know but I think that they a lot of the envy that a lot of these white fans have had for black athletes for years I think that during the time that we were sheltered in place think of everything that's happened since the pandemic began. You know, it started with a you know a jerk in the White House, right. you know, who was a racist, uh, who fed on racism, who fueled racism and divisiveness throughout the whole thing. Right. And people were listening to stuff. They were in you know, isolated, seething inside their home, and then you had the Capitol riot, which is somewhat unprecedented, and to these same people with all this pent-up hatred and rage that you could do anything. There are no boundaries. So then in that context, you now declare, you know, the pandemic over and unleash all these people into arenas, all these fans, you know, predominantly white fans into these arenas. And people will argue, that, oh, well, there's only one or two, but that's the same thing when You know, the same people who knew who killed Emmett Till, who knew who shot Medgar Evers, who knew there were people who knew who did all this, but they remained quiet. They remained silent. So you were just as complicit as the people who did it. And so, yeah, maybe it's one person, but there are several people who knew who who did these things. And, and, um, you know, it it could get worse unless the NBA and and remember, we're going to the NFL season and the NCAA. I think that given the divisiveness in this country and the racism, unchecked, unbridled racism now, that right. you could just be racist. Right. And I think that the envy that a lot of these people had for black athletes while they were sheltering in place, while they're now it's like you could show this resentment now. It's okay. Right. You know, the sports leagues, it has to go beyond an indefinite. I don't know what it's what a lifetime ban means. I mean, how could you, you know, Jamal. You get banned, do you, white guy? You show up. I, I, what are they going to do? I mean, how, are they going to? Maybe they have voice, eye, face recognition, so that even, let's say you're banned in New York, but then you know you go down to Philadelphia. Right, right. You know, I mean. Yeah, I don't think it covered. It's not. It's not an NBA. It wasn't an NBA 
directive. It was a team directive. So I think right. you could do that. I think if you are, if you're banned in Utah, you could go to the LA game. I would assume when 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 the, when the Utah Jazz come to LA, right? You just go there. Yeah. You know, and, and so. Yeah. And I think I think now because of COVID, they are because I was wondering, you know, before the pandemic, you could go into. I mean, you don't have to give ID to get a ticket. So how does how does that even work? But I think since the pandemic, everybody who buys a ticket. Has, you know, you have to give the names and show ID now. So, but I don't know right. if, they, if they keep that in place after the pandemic is over, if that ever occurs. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, maybe that if you've got to give your name and all that, if you try. But what happens if, you know, your friend gives you a ticket? I buy the ticket, but I give it to you. I don't, I don't know. Does that? Yeah. No, I think I, currently because of the pandemic, I think you have to, you have to provide names. Like say if I buy ten tickets, I have to provide the I have to provide nine other names, um, and whether they right now whether they've been vaccinated or have a negative test. So there is a way to to monitor who's coming in and out. But do they keep doing that after after we go to normal or whatever it is? Yeah. Well, so in that case, I mean, maybe when you say somebody's banned, I don't know. Maybe there's a way that you really can't get back in the arena. I don't know. Only if only if you're monitor, monitoring everybody, uh, you know, only if every person who who shows you a ticket also has to show ID. That's the only way. Otherwise, you should you know, if it went back to the way it was before where what I was thinking about it, too. Like, what about scalpers? You can't scalp tickets anymore. Right. Because you need you need names and an ID and all that kind of stuff. So but if it goes back to that, then a suspension means nothing. Yeah. 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 Well, that's encouraging. Maybe that's that's something. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, uh, I, I forgot. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another version of Bill Roden on Sports. Bill Roden here by, uh, as you can see, by the gallows. I could be in like Wyoming or somewhere. Uh, but I'm in New York. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, talking to my good friend and co-host, the great Jamal Murphy. What's going on, Murph? Everything's all right, I guess. Um Nick Hammond, up right? watching, watching basketball, watching, uh, you know, watch the Knicks are back in action. These your, Knicks your, your Knicks, your New York Knicks. I, I, I told you, I'm not, a, I'm not, a, if anything, I have to root for Brooklyn because that's where I'm from. Okay. Um, but, you know, I've, I, I grew up in a Knicks, Jets, and Mets fan. The only mm -hmm. fandom I still feel in my heart, for whatever reason, is the Mets. <laughs> I have the Knicks, I, I was rooting for Trey Young the other night. Tell you the truth. <laughs> so, you know, so it's interesting. Uh, Jamal, I know you spoke to Dr. Frazier because, you know, what was it last week? When the, uh, maybe week before last when the CDC did what seemed, at least to me, an about face. Like right. we're all hunkered down and afraid to look at our shadow and staying in and all that. Then the announcement, hey, we're pleading out that it's over. You know, if you've been vaccinated, you can just be feel free to Go do what you do your thing, yep. you know. And I'm like, wow. So the NBA said, cool with us. You know, we go from 200 in the arena to 15,000, you know. So now during the playoffs. So I don't know, man. What's your take? I know you spoke to uh, – you had a great interview with Dr. Frazier. What, what, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, you know, it, definitely the – the suddenness with, with which everything changed, like you said, the CDC makes an makes an about face announcement all of a sudden. Um, you know, two days, you know, a day before it was like you got to wear the mask, you still got to socially distance, even if even if you're vaccinated. And then one day they're just like, oh, actually, no, you're if you're vaccinated, you can you don't need a mask, and you can go right. wherever you want to go, and restaurants can be wide open, and that's right, everything. Uh, you can go back to sporting events, hundred percent capacity. <laughs> We're good. We're good here. <laughs> so I mean, just that alone makes you 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 know it just it's just it it doesn't pass the bullshit meter or whatever. Right. Like, it, like it just the way it went down, you know something's not right, and it don't. And it's it's like we already we we have this big problem in this country about about you know people who don't trust the government, right. and that's right. just another reason not to. Exactly. You know, well, no matter, no matter yeah. what side you're on, and even those of us who are like hanging in there, so wait. Wait a minute. What minute? What minute? We're like cowering in our homes, and then the next minute, hey, listen, my bad. <laughs> you know, go ahead. Uh, it, you know, so I don't know, man. I mean, but what you know, you you got um, 
your son is involved in youth sports in school. How's right. that playing? Well, they still they still have the kids wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's playing little league baseball, so he he still wears a mask during that and during when they practice. Mm-hmm. Um, he was playing flag football, same deal, uh, wearing a mask. Um, you know, the, the the kids, especially his age. Uh, you know, my, my son is six now, about to turn seven, and my, I have another son who's two. Um, those kids, I've, there's no vaccine for them yet. I know they've they've come up with a vaccine now for I think as as early as 12 years old, um, or that's coming soon. I know 16 years and above can get vaccinated, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, there's still that big chunk of ki- of kids that that they don't have a vaccine for yet. But um, you know, the, the, supposedly uh, COVID doesn't affect them. You know, they won't they won't for the most part won't come down with symptoms, but they still. People, you know, doctors have said they still could be spreaders. Right. But, you know, that that this flip by the CDC calls all that stuff into question. Right. Because everything's, well, you, and this, the youth can't do this and this can't do that. You know, so I'm like, well, that's what you said about then the next day. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. okay. Uh, you can do it, basically anything you wanted. So I guess this whole thing is just sh- has been shrouded in mystery. Yeah, no, and and that's why you know, like you said, I I got to talk to um, uh, Dr. Marilyn Fraser. She's the CEO of the Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health. So a lot of her uh, focus is you know in ur- you know urban areas, uh, in minority communities, and making sure that that they are healthy. And then you know we spoke to her a year ago at the beginning right. of the pandemic, that's and we were right. talking about how um, you know COVID. You know, hit hardest in in those communities, in those black and and Latino communities, um, and you know, when I, when I talked to, her, she's still that stuff is still going on. That those communities are, are still being affected. So may, maybe we should start to show off because all these people get ready buying up their Knicks and Nets tickets. Uh, maybe we should play uh, your 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 interview with Dr. Frazier because um, you know it, she was pretty enlightening in terms of the medical, the science of where we are now. Right, right, yeah, let's do that. So yeah, like I said, I talked to uh, Dr. Marilyn Fraser, CEO of the Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health. We talked about uh, where we are now with, with COVID, what kind of, how, how we should go about still protecting ourselves if we should or not. And of course, uh, I got to the question of whether it's really safe for us to be packing stadiums, particularly indoor basketball stadiums. We are joined today uh, by a friend of the show who we had on about a year ago, uh, Dr. Marilyn Fraser. She is CEO of the Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health. Um, and you know, we wanna talk about, we talked to her a year or so ago about uh, COVID when the pandemic really first started and was first hitting uh, the, the country as a whole and in, in particular the black community. Uh, so now we're a year later um, and, you know, a lot of people saying that the pandemic is over. We're trying to get back to normal. So we wanted to talk to Dr. Fraser again to get her opinion, her expert opinion on all of this. So, Dr. Fraser, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here. I can't believe it's um, been that long, right, that we were here talking about what we could see in the future. And we didn't know that we were going to be at this place uh, today. So it's really an interesting time and an interesting place to be because we, our communities have suffered so much over the last uh, months and years. And it's not over. It's still, people are still dying fr- from it and people are still being affected. So we really have to do all we can to make sure that we can make some of those changes that could be sustainable. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of that, like you said, it's not over, but at the same time, the 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 signals we're getting from the government, from the CDC, you know, kind of telling us, you know, it's time to get back to normal. People are even, you know, starting, you know, people who are able to work at home are start are being told it's time to go back to the office, that type of thing. Um, you know, where where do you think we really are as far as the pandemic goes? Um, and yeah, what kind of precautions should we still be taking? 
Oh, that's a good question. We are much better than where we were, definitely, right? We are not seeing the death rates that we saw before in New York City or across the country. We're not seeing that. Things are, are better in that sense. We have vaccines that we didn't have before. So we are at a different place where we need to get on board and, and still take, some, take precautions. I know that different places would uh, enact different policies in terms of mask wearing, social distancing, and so forth. Uh, there are certain guidances regarding that. Some people are saying that, you know, we are going to lift some of those things so that people can return to, to normal. It's always um, interesting, but it's also a time that we need to be cautious. And as we come in to the, it, get back into our buildings and get back into work, that we're still utilizing some of those precautions. So for us, I, I know where we are located in a medical center. So mask wearing is still something that will be going on. We have to decide about social distancing if we'll reduce the, the length of the, the distance, whether it's going to be um, three feet or we are going to take it totally away because sometimes some things may not be feasible for classrooms, for instance, for people to be socially distanced when we may not have space, when we may have space issues and so forth. But we are in a better place, but still there's more to be done. So when we think about those that are vaccinating yesterday, it came out that um, New York City is at 50% of adults being uh, totally vaccinated. But when we look into that, we see the disparities and we see the inequities. We see that Blacks are still uh, much lower than, than whites. Or, uh, or people that are of Latino descent or Hispanic descent are, are much lower than white. So we still have work to be done. We still have education that needs to be to be had to make those to have those conversations so that we can understand where people are, what are some of the things that people are facing, whether it's an access to care issue or access to getting vaccines or whether certain things may not be available in someone's neighborhood. So there are a lot of different things that are good and positive as we are moving forward, different than where we were one year ago, but we still have things that we need to really address. Right, so, you know, so sticking with you know that topic on I guess minority communities um, being being less vaccinated as a whole is that. I mean, what do you attribute that to? I mean, you did mention a couple a couple factors whether they have access to it, physical access, and also the education where you know a lot of minorities, rightfully so, right, don't trust the government or don't really trust what they hear. Um, so, what are are those are those the major issues, and how do you think? we can help that. And first, yeah. like, the most important thing is, do you, is it important that people, that everybody get vaccinated? So the vaccination, I think it's important in terms of like, when we think about uh, protecting ourselves and protecting others, I chose to be vaccinated because I have a mom that has had uh, health issues in terms of being immunocompromised and, and, and she's vaccinated and my dad is vaccinated. So I think to protect um, others, I think sometimes we think of ourselves and, and, and being protected, but even thinking about the community at large, that if you have less people that are likely to spread something, it, it helps to protect you as well, right? So I think in, in that sense, that's how I, I, I look at it. And it, it, it's a good option now, considering we don't really have a lot of different options. I look at people that are not, or people that, that are going to get sick or people that are sick and, and, and have succumbed to COVID. And, and it's something that you would love that your loved ones do not have to go through that. Um, about a month ago, one of my friends lost her husband to, to COVID. He had underlying conditions, but we didn't know. And he was only 37 years old and, 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 and went to urgent care uh, he had a fever. Uh, the stories that he was sent home and, and, and to be monitored. And by the time he went to the hospital, because he was having problems with breathing. And so by the time he went to the hospital, uh, it was too late. So that, those things are still happening. Um, he wasn't vaccinated. I'm not saying that if he had been necessarily, depending on at what time he, he contracted COVID, but we still have uh, opportunities now to, this is a, something that we can utilize as, a, as an opportunity to protect ourselves. Things are not perfect. 
but it's, it is one of those options that, that we have. And you ask about why, right? Yes, <laughs> we know the historical references are true that we are cautious as, a, as people of color because of what has happened in the past and those things do not go away, but they need to be addressed in order to have that conversation, that frank conversation about that. And, and it needs to be acknowledged uh, that yes, this has happened and some things still continue to happen. We still see all the racism and, and in social injustices and we still see uh, inequities that, that are, are there. And, and we need to acknowledge that they are there and that's why people may be afraid to do it, um, to have the vaccine. Also just um, um, debunking some of the myths or, or so on that people may hear about, uh, about that, about the vaccine and, and, and having the conversations that people could ask questions and have the discussion and, and the fear. Sometimes people are just fearful of side effects. Right. Sometimes people hear that, okay, my arm is going to hurt. Sometimes people say, hear that if I get the vaccine, it's putting the virus into my body. It's going to change my DNA. There are a lot of things out there, right, that people are hearing. And so it, it, it brings fear to the forefront. And, and sometimes people may want to have the vaccine, but there may be an access issue in, in their neighborhoods. They might not be readily available. Older people traveling to get vaccine, it may not be feasible even. And so those are things that we have to, to address and think about all of those different things so that we can really address them. So when you hear stuff like that, some of the myths that, that people, because I'm sure you've heard it, I've heard it. I have friends who, who, who won't take the vaccine and they'll say things like, you know, you don't know, you know, you don't want you're putting in your body. You don't know how it's, you don't know what the real, the real repercussions are going to be until like years down the line. You just, you don't know. Uh, they're putting, Bill Gates is putting a microchip in your body. Uh, how come, how come there's no vaccine for cancer or no vaccine for AIDS? And they came up with this, like you hear everything. So what do you say to people who, who come at you with these type of uh concerns those are because there's a you know there are valid concerns there's a vaccine that came out quickly and and it was done at, at a rapid rate a lot of times um we have to go through so much red tape to get vaccines um on on board funding may not be available and for this one of the things that has been said is that you know all the resources were there you know pulled into that everybody around the world was everyone was trying to get something out so certain things certain steps in terms of um that might have been challenges before such as funding or um getting certain protocols passed and having things bottlenecked somewhere those things were were not done right so and so it actually helped to help the process along to be more efficient and quicker. But now we need to use this process, as you said, for the other vaccines that we have been looking for for a long time, use, utilize some of those processes to see how we can do address other issues, right? That, that we may need to pool our resources, pool the minds, the scientific minds together all at once to address. We, can, we need to do that. The chip stuff I've heard, <laughs> And I've had it, you know, sent to me on WhatsApp and wherever the people send me things. And yes, <laughs> we don't have a chip in it. We don't have that. The vaccine doesn't alter your DNA. And this is a, a methodology. The mRNA vaccine is something that they've used for others before. So it's not something that's totally new. Uh, it, and it doesn't, it, it doesn't bring the virus into you. It doesn't give you the virus. It's not you know, it's not as some vaccines that you may have like a form of the virus that's given to you so your body can react. So it's, those things are different, but, but we want to make sure that people know what the information is. And sometimes going on the CDC website and so forth, and you can get more information, details about, you know, the actual vaccine, how it's, where it attacks and what parts of this, the virus and so on. Right. So let me, uh, let me take it to the sports realm. Uh, before before I let you go. Um, so now, you know, we could use Madison Square Garden as an example. They're trying to fill the stadiums again, and this is indoor. Um, you know, so you're inside a stadium. They had 15, they're allowing 15,000 um, in Madison Square Garden uh, out of a 19,000 capacity. The way they did it for this round is 
pretty much they'll have a vaccinated vaccinated sections, which are basically like they used to be. Like everybody's right next to each other. It's packed. Then the other side um, are the are the non-vaccinated people who who provided a negative test, um, and they're spread out amongst each other, which makes me want to be on their side. But but anyway, but what do you? I mean, is it? Are we rushing that? I, I Would you feel I comfortable think, you in know, that environment? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I, you know. I. I think things are. I know that everyone wants to get back to normal, but I am usually on the side of caution, and I think it's quick. It's. It's still too quick. I think fifty percent. Even when we think about New York City, fifty percent uh, being vaccinated. When they talk about herd immunity, uh, that protection, we're talking about like about 80, 70 plus and 80% being vaccinated for that to happen. So I, I really think it's too quick. I, I think that, yes, we can do things in moderation and roll back in, uh, you know, a little at a time. But that's like what? That's a almost maximum capacity that they're talking about. Almost, right? They say 15 or compared to 19,000. You know, it's like that's a lot of people. Right. And and it's like almost like a vaccination kind of like apartheid kind of thing that's being created there. But I, I don't know. I don't know about that. I think it's a little too soon. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, there there are a lot of thoughts in it in terms of trying to get places reopened right. and having people come back because the mental health aspect, too. Right. Because right. this is something that we've been at for over a year. And I'm sure it's something that's wearing on all of us. We don't. We're tired of Zoom. <laughs> we're tired of uh, of um, being in, in boxes, and we want to. It, we we really do want to socialize with others. So it it is it, it is hard. But at the same time, I think we need to exercise as much caution as possible. Maybe if it was fifty percent, I'll probably feel a little bit better. But yes. Right. Well, I mean, as a as a as a doctor, as as what 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 are you what would you be worried about ba- you know being in that environment like like what what are the and I, like you said you're you're being cautious but what are you like you know as a as a medical expert what what do you what worries you about getting that many people together even if they're vaccinated or or, or a lot of them are vaccinated so i think i you know although not, I, i'm not an infectious disease person or um, expert in that but at the same time i think just we don't know enough about uh the spread in terms of um, one of the things that we we don't know is that if um, I'm vaccinated, for instance, um, can I still spread the, the the virus? Right? We don't we don't know we don't have enough we don't have enough evidence. You know, there there evidence evidence that has said that you know sometimes people could have um, immunity if they have had the virus if they were sick and they get vaccinated, they could have you know a long term immunity. Uh, we we haven't had the vaccine along you know, around along enough for that. Uh, I think that we're still with unvaccinated people. And if I am protected technically because I'm vaccinated, I, if, I'm not sure if I can spread that to somebody that's not vaccinated, even although we are separated a little bit by by space. So I think because it's new and, and we are not at the herd immunity piece of, of um, 70% or 80%, uh, that's why I'm, I, I'll be more cautious to, to doing that. To having people come back together. Yeah, those those are kind of my concerns too, especially when we already, you know, children of a certain age still can't be vaccinated. So if I have, which mm-hmm. I have, I have young kids two and and six, who, who there is no vaccine for them yet. Even yeah. I'm fully vaccinated, and like you said, even you know, even some of the better, uh, you know, numbers that we hear. Are, oh, you know, like you said, we we don't we haven't had it long enough to really know but so far they'll say you know you're 20% likely that you could get it and pass it on or something like that that's that's pretty even if it's 5% that's pretty you know anything can yeah happen. the chance of passing things and I think because we're not in a place where we could say oh you know what we're we have a good covering right right now I think we are getting there and and but also even although we're getting there in general we still see disparities where some in some areas people may be 30 percent right right so we we have all of those things that that we are thinking about i know it's important to get people back to some sense of normal uh, but at the same time it's a difficult thing to rush things because we don't want to have to um go back and backpedal and say okay we should have waited a little longer 
Right. That's interesting. I didn't think about that because that's like, you know, if I, I go to a game, I'm vaccinated and maybe, you know, maybe I, I have it. It doesn't affect me, but I could pass it on. Then I go back into my community, which maybe is only, like you said, 20 percent vaccinated. Then, you know, you could potentially pass yeah, it because up. yeah because if somebody because we we don't know enough about it I, I think more studies as as people have gone into been in clinical trials for a longer period of time we're seeing more things and data uh, data coming out about about the long-term well longer term effects of, of it but at the same time we want to make sure that that we are protecting others right that um I may pass it to somebody. I, I may be protected, but if, you know, they say sometimes if it's in my nasal cavity or something and I pass it to somebody else, then you want to make sure that, that, you know, that person is, is, doesn't get sick and that person passes it on to a community, uh, goes into a community that's not protected at all. Right. And, and, and then we, we get a more community spread of it. Right. Well, Thank you so much uh, for joining us. Of course, we've been talking to Dr. Marilyn Fraser, CEO of the Arthur Ashe Institute for Urban Health. Uh, she's a friend of the show. We had her on, like I said, last year, talked about a lot of this stuff. And uh, hopefully we just one day we'll just have you on to talk about something else and we'll be, we'll be over with this. But I really appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wow, that was, uh, that was pretty deep. So. I guess I take it from that we're not going to be seeing Dr. Frazier at any Knicks or Nets game anytime soon. <laughs> that, that's what she said. She wasn't comfortable, like like you heard. I mean, you know, it's it's really she 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 made me think about it in those terms for the first time. Where yes, fifty percent right now I think it's at least in New York about fifty percent of New Yorkers are vaccinated. Okay, but. What does that mean for minority communities? We know the minority communities are more, you know, suspicious about the vaccine. So really, it's it's the percentage is much less in Black and Latino communities. So you could say, so say, say I go to a game, and I'm you know, and I'm you know, nineteen thousand. We're screaming and yelling, people spitting in my face by accident, blah blah blah. We know that it's still possible. Well, we don't know much about anything with the vaccine because we haven't had time. It's only been a few months since everybody's taken it. But let's say I can still carry it, which most people, most doctors believe that you can still carry the disease even if vaccinated, but you just won't get symptoms. So I can carry the disease. I bring it back to my community, which is only 20% vaccinated, unlike maybe white communities, which are about 60 or 70%. I go back to my community, 20% vaccinated and, and you can, it spreads. What, what do we do then? Yeah. Or do they care? Probably not. Well, well, that's the bigger question. You know, do they care? You know, uh, you know. I mean, it just, it, it, it's, and I just keep thinking of what we're going to know 20, 30, 40 years from now, you know, and uh, I just want to be on the right side of history. I don't want to be on the side. Well, for those who took the, you know, those, <laughs> <laughs> right. you, you right. know, so um, I don't know, man. So I, uh, that was a great interview, though. It was a great, great job of you getting her because um, at least, you know, there's, I, I, you know, I don't know what call certainty, but at least hearing a medical profession giving, who's not got no dog in the race. Right. You know, just saying, hey, this is how I feel and I don't feel comfortable. Right. You know, so. And it may, I mean, it's, it's common sense also. Like, mm. like we just started getting, you know, getting these vaccines months ago. So what could we really know about how effect, effective they are, at least in terms of, we know they're effective in terms of get, people are not getting sick uh, once they have the vaccine, but we don't know mm. in terms of whether, you know, how prevalent passing the, these, the disease on is or all that. So, I mean, it's just... I mean, but we, like you said at the beginning, we know, we knew, we know there's something fishy with, you know, the CDC just instantly telling right. us everything's fine. And now people, and now you have uh, companies telling their, telling their employ, employees to come back to work. Right, you right, know? right, right. Almost, you know, um, insisting. Right. You know? And then, you know, you have certain states saying, well, you don't have to, you know, they're outlawing vaccine, uh, you know, the vaccine passports. 
uh, others. So yeah, so I guess if you get to the whole point of all this from whoever was to create chaos, that's what you have. Right. You know, because there's no clear. And so in 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 this in the context of chaos, everybody creates their own rules. Right. You know. And then in, uh, in this political atmosphere too, I mean, you talk about it, you got you got states for political reasons just going the total opposite of what of what makes sense, just in order to make some you know whoever's president now look bad. I mean, it's just you can't. I mean, you you like you said, you have to. That's everybody for themselves. You got to decide. You got to protect yourself because no nobody's out here really protecting you. Right. And right. Getting back to the stadiums, man. You're in there, fifteen thousand people screaming and yelling. You, you come on. It, that, yeah. that can't be good. Yeah. No, it can't be. I mean, you know, you look at the same thing. Concessions. You know. Now. You know, as at the Garden and at Barclays Center. And you did see some people, I mean, I, I don't, you know, say the majority, but it seemed like just the eye test, a lot of folks had masks on. Right. You know, inside the arena, forget it. You know, right. and I guess, isn't that how, you know, droplets, isn't that supposed to be in everybody's say, Go, Brooklyn! You know, particularly the thing, the, the bees and the peas, you know. I mean, the guy, the, the, the guy in, the, in Madison Square Garden intentionally spit droplets at Trey Young. Right. Right. I mean, I mean, are you kidding me? Yeah. You're, so you're mixing alcohol, alcohol with with all this. I mean, it's, oh my. It's <laughs> I did. I did see uh, starting. Well, the Knicks put out a statement. Did you see that at starting round two? That they are they are they want a they want a hundred percent vaccinated crowd. What? So, so if you're not vaccinated, you, you can't, can't get in for round two if they make it. Wow. So now you got people cheering against the Knicks. But then, exactly. I mean, well, I mean, I think that actually, to be honest with you, and it's so weird because Dolan is, is such a Trump supporter. But yet, when you try to go there, they had a very stringent look for the media. You really had to go through a lot. You know, you had to take a rapid test if you have not been vaccinated. You had to show that you were vaccinated. Where at Barclay, you just came in, yeah, yeah, you haven't vaccinated, show your car. You know, which I guess is fine. Um uh, and of course, I'm sure the market, the market for uh, fake vaccination cards has probably escalated. I mean, oh, I can't even imagine. I can't. You know, I mean, I mean, this is New York, right? You know, right? You know, that people, that's what all they do is create fake IDs. That's their whole job, right? So now you got, oh, great, fake, fake vaccine. You know, you, know, you see those? Let me see. Give me the card. And if you show it, it'll be like, ah, it looks perfect. Right. Perfect duplication. All right, that'll be five five hundred dollars. Who's examining a vaccination card? Like, no, you, you, trust me, man. It's like I'm going in there. Yeah, sure. Okay, all right, come on. Right. You know, people, man. They, you know, I'm not saying whether it's minimum wage or whatever. They ain't got time for that. I mean, just yeah, come on. Yeah. Right. Just don't sneeze on me. <laughs> but it's funny you mentioned the Dolan thing. To I mean, that's just a to the, the way it sounds to me. It's just a, a way for him to make more money. That's why he's. He's going the vaccination, the hundred percent vaccination route, because that allows him to fill up every seat. Now he, <laughs> you know, if you if you let non-vaccinated people in now, you have they still have to be socially distanced. So capacity. Now you require hundred percent vaccination, you can fill the whole place up. <laughs> That's right, because they've been vaccinated. <laughs> oh man. Well, you got to get up early in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) Even me, my naive, oh, wow, so Dolan, watch this. 100% vaccinated? Yeah, so we can fill the town place up. (laughs) I need to make that money, man. I I lost all that money uh, during the bubble. I need to make some of that back. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. like, like Like the theme is nobody's looking out for you. Okay, yeah. you, you gotta yeah. you gotta figure out how to take care of yourself, which which gets which is frightening in itself because the idea of government, you know, government is supposed to take care of the people, you know, and they say, yeah, well, you're on your own, you know, which I guess we've always been on our own, but they, but what does that mean, you know, if you know, black folks have always needed protection and help 
of government, you know, was federal troops, you know. Um, well, I was thinking about it, too, because, you know, thinking about black people. And, you know, like I said before, there's a lot of black skepticism about the vaccine. Right. Because you because of the history and, you know, rightfully, rightfully so, black people don't trust everything, <laughs> everything that the government says or or that people say, because we've been we've seen this the story before. Uh, so a lot of black people are hesitant about taking the vaccine for that reason. So while they try to, you know, the, the thinking there is, oh, I, ain't letting, I ain't letting the government kill me. You know what I'm right. saying? You go ahead and take that. I ain't letting them kill me. They want they want us, they want to kill us all. I ain't taking that vaccine. But right. the, the crazy thing is that attitude is gonna get you killed. <laughs> you right. know because uh, now you're not if you're not vaccinated now, I mean, like you said, like you heard, uh, Dr. Frazier told me, you know, she's a 37-year-old uh, friend of hers died of COVID oh, wow. just a month ago. You know, so people oh, wow. are still dying of this stuff. And then, like I said, you know, you, have, you got people packed into these stadiums and some of them are going to go back into the hood where only a certain number of people are vaccinated. And it might and it's more likely to spread there. And because you were because you were afraid to listen to the government for, you know, maybe some good reasons, you end up you you're the one who ends up getting hurt in the long run anyway. Mm. Mm. So you can't win. Well, yeah, they they quote, quote whoever they they win. Right. You know, coming and going. Right. So, wow, brother, you know, I figure the only certainty in some ways are games, you know, because you at least you have rules and regulations. The basket is the same height, you know, everywhere. The, the width of the court, the dimensions, the rules, basically, they're rules. You can't make up your own rules. You know, you got to play by the rules. Uh, you have instant, re, you know, you have replay to make sure the calls are right. So it seems like the only certainty is basically in, in sports where there are, you know, it's not chaos. There, these are the rules. These are the standards. This is the dimensions of the field. Everybody cannot make up, like, you know, if this shit was like Marjorie Taylor thing, some arenas, her arena would be, when, when the basket I'm shooting at right. is like only four feet. Right. Right. And, and, the, and the hoop itself is like 10 feet wide. And your basket is fifty feet high, and right. it, you know all in all in the name of freedom. Yeah. You know, I'm free to have my court the way I want it. Right. right. I, I want to make my own. Fair. I'm free. We can make right. we we can shoot on a four foot basket. That's right. That's right. That's my reality. That's my truth. Right. You know. So at least, at least in the realm of sport and play, there is order. You know, there are rules and all that. You know, bad calls. You even stop. Is to get the calls right, you know. Yeah. So, you know, let's keep the Marjorie Taylors of the world and, and, the, and these Trumpers away from sport before they redefine that. So, no, you know, you you know, uh, the Knicks didn't really win. <laughs> yeah, that was. Right. I don't care what you say. It didn't. In, in my book, they. Uh, but aren't there some games uh, when you do two K NBA two K? Uh, are there games where you could determine the ending or something uh, or the result? I'm not sure. Is I'm that, not sure. Uh, maybe. Is that what, what, what not, comes I, next? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Like, I, when I play 2K, if I, you know, the, the few times I do, I just play a regular game. But I'm sure there's all kinds of stuff. You can be a GM in that. You can be a president. Right. You can play, you know, so who knows what you can really do in that game. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Well, unbelievable. Well, let's, speaking of that, Let's talk playoffs. Yeah, what we've seen so far. Record recording this on a Friday, so we don't. You know, we, we'll you guys will be in suspense about whether the Knicks are going to actually go to Atlanta and, and beat Atlanta. Uh, whether Kyrie Irving is going to go to Boston and be booed because people just think he's a jerk, or booed because it's racist, or a combination of all of them, booed because they think he's a traitor, a turk. I mean, there's so many. Oh, oh. All the above, all yeah. the above. So I think I think what Kyrie was doing, I think he was trying to at least curb a third of that. Right. You know yeah. 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 I know. Yeah. Let me take the race part out. 
Well, no, because we think you're a jerk. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fine. All right. That's fine. Right. No, just, just don't say I'm a black jerk. Yeah, just don't say I'm a black jerk. No, 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 no subtle racism. That's what he said. <laughs> He's like, I, hopefully they, they keep it to basketball and there's no subtle racism. Right. But like, right. like you talked about before, that stuff that happened in Utah was far from subtle. Okay. Oh. They, they told, they told uh, John Moran's father to... I'll put a nickel in your back and make you dance, boy. I'm like, what the? F what is that? Oh man. Mm. Well, oh. remember uh, how they went at uh, Russell Westbrook? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I think two years ago. Um, remember. So there's a there, there's a level of racism, man. That again, it's just, and I think that all this stuff had been simmering. Right. And now, for whatever reason, well, because of everything that's transpired the last year with with the, the ex-president who festered this kind of stuff, who festered the racism, uh, uh, festered the envy of black folks. All this stuff is in play now. And you can basically say, like anything, you know, if we could take over the capital, shit, we could, you know, who knows what these people are gonna do. Yeah, I mean, you have you have people in, you have congressmen and women who basically say, who say the same stuff and right. get away with it, you know? Yeah. And it's funny when you mentioned the Trump thing, when I, when I heard, the story about the Utah fan saying that to Morant's father, I was thinking, the first thing I thought was like, they're, they're acting like Trump's still in office, but exactly. it doesn't matter, right? You can't put the right. genie back in the bottle. Right, because in their minds, he is. Right, right, right. I forgot. You know, the, 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 the thing was stolen. Right. So so right. this whole thing is illegitimate. Right. You know, so. Right. Um, right. We, should, we should try that with sports, though. Uh, you know, if the Nets lose, uh, they won't lose this series, but let's say they lose to Milwaukee. Let's just, I might, I might just get all of Brooklyn to say that that didn't really happen. It's, yeah, I think it, it would be an experiment to yeah. say no, that that no. See how far you can go with saying no, that didn't really happen. And then show, it was stolen. Show up to the next series, you know. Just right. Show up, get on the court. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. The Nets just show up because we were cheated. <laughs> right, right. You know, and then they show up with security and say, no, we're gonna play. You know. Right. They like in the playground, you know, you know, we say who got next. No, man, I had next. I called next. No, man, you know, you know. So yeah, <laughs> it'd be fun. Yep. It's uh, the Super Bowl, you know. Instead, you know, now Tampa Bay, you know, uh, Kansas City didn't. They don't deserve to be there. Right. It, I forget who they beat to get there. Uh, I forget who Kansas City beat to get to the uh, Super Bowl. Who was it? Man, who who did they beat? Buffalo, I think. I oh, say. that's right. They beat Buffalo. So Buffalo said, no. You know, uh, uh. You know, now we deserve to be in. So we're gonna be in Tampa. Right. You know, and, and Buffalo, you're gonna have to keep yeah, us out. Yeah, the Buffalo fans just start start you know raiding the place. Right. They just said, you know, if we if we can't play, nobody can play. Right. Yeah. It might, we might see that in a, in a few years. You never know. Oh, brother, man, I'm fearing myself now with that. <laughs> um, anyways, but we're not a hardcore sports show. But your thoughts about the playoffs so far? I mean, that that's not. We don't spend a lot of time, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's been, a, it's been entertaining. Um, the net, the Nets look great, man. Like if those three guys stay healthy, it's going to be tough. I'm watch, I was watching them play Boston, and it's just like there's no real defense. I mean, you know, Kyrie drives, dishes to Harden, he drives, dishes to KD, KD drives, and he dishes to to Harris, and he hits the shot. Like what, what he has the three. <laughs> yeah. So I'm thinking now after watching the Lakers. Who seem to be hitting stride? Right. I'm like, I the first time I was yesterday. Uh oh, Lakers Nets, Lakers yeah, Nets yeah. in the finals. Uh, NBA mean, NBA dream, an NBA dream. But you know, talent in the out of all the sports, talent usually, you know, wins in the NBA. So the, and those are the two most talented teams. Those are the teams with the most superstars on them. Um, so that's most likely to happen if there's no if there's no if they can stay healthy. Yeah, nobody gets hurt. I just saw Milwaukee. Um, somebody just got hurt from Milwaukee. Yeah, DiVincenzo, they're gone. Oh, DiVincenzo. Yeah. Hurt. But then the Nets, they lost Jeff Green for about at least 10 days. So, you know, it's pretty even swap there. Like, because they yeah. two probably will play each other in the next round. Yeah. And the, other, the other big story, I think, is the Clippers uh, oh my God. down 0-2 to Luka, to Luka Doncic. Your boy, Luka Doncic. Uh, they, they're making he, him. He is looking like Larry Bird out there, I have to say. Wow. He's, he's in, there, in, in there a black comparison? Can he look like <laughs> in there a black player he could be compared to? Why do we have to compare him to like a black player? He could I get LeBron, you could compare him to LeBron a little bit. No. 
<laughs> so you can't do it. That's that's the problem. Well, no, somebody actually, somebody said, oh, Paul Pierce. So like, they he's like, to Paul like, Pierce. He's like two times better than Paul Pierce. I mean, Paul mm. Pierce, solid, you know, solid player score. He but doesn't the guy have team. to win a title first before you can start? Well, I guess you're saying there are two, there are two comparisons. One, as a player. Yeah. But then if you talk about all-time great, if you're oh, all-time yeah, yeah. great, don't you have to, like, win a title or something? Yes, yes, you do. You do. You do. You know, but but when LeBron, when the, before LeBron won a title, we all considered him to be probably an all-time great. But but people did say well, you got to win a title. Yeah, he still has to win one. Yeah, no question about it. Right, so we'll see. Like I say, can make Luke. But my only thing about this stuff, man, it always happens with white players. It's not the white players' fault. Right. But they always are made more of than what it is. Right. You know, I mean, I think Rodman said this a long time ago about Bird. If Bird was a brother, he'd be another player. He'd be. Right. Because they're just another player. And I'm wondering if Luca Dantage were a brother, if you're black, now would they be, do you think they would be renaming bread for him? You know, uh hey, I mean, I, I think I think the Rodman, the Rodman quote was even towards Bird was an exaggeration, right? Okay. Because because the Bird, he does he did win championships and he had two MVPs in a row. Right. Maybe he doesn't. You could say maybe he doesn't get one of those MVPs because if he were black, who knows? You know what I'm saying? Right. But I mean, the numbers he was putting up serious numbers. Right. So he wasn't just any other player. Right. You know. Right. And I, you know, I grew up. I grew up in that era, and I was rooting for Magic and 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 the Lakers hard, and I hated Bird and I hated the Celtics. And then as soon as Bird retired, I was like, that was a bad white boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, Bird's right. you know, bad, and and Lucas. I guess I, I just guess I'm always attuned to that kind of stuff. Is that okay? Can he be great? But does he have to be right now with the greatest of all time? I mean, like you said, LeBron and the greatest of all time, and the guy's like in his third year, right. you know. But he's averaging like 28, 8, like nine and nine. And so it's, it's crazy. He's putting up crazy numbers. I agree. There's definitely an element to him being white where he gets more attention. There's no question about it. And, and people are rooting for him harder. You know what I mean? Right. So there's that, there's that element. And if he, and when he does win that championship, if you think he's getting too much press now, wait, wait. Till uh, oh, forget it. I mean, it, they'll, they'll, he'll probably be like uh, the running mate, you know, uh, Trump's running mate, Trump runs again or something, you know, <laughs> you know, or whoever, like, uh, yeah. And, and, but, you but know, it, give the guy his props, but you don't have to worry about him See, you don't have to worry about him not getting his props. No, 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 no. You do not have to worry about that. That's that's one of the differences. You don't. It's no question. Like he's not going to be some guy that the media sleeps on. Okay? Right. Uh. Uh-uh. No, they've been waiting for this. So yeah, good. Good for the media. What else? Uh, who else? Uh, well, on the flip side, the Clippers. Yeah. You know those guys should be fired, man. Get their black card back because they're letting this shit happen. And they fi- they fired Doc Rivers. That was that was. You knew this was going to happen. Yeah. You knew, you know, Teron Lue is not Doc Rivers. So yeah. if, Doc, if Doc, you know, you're going to blame Doc Rivers. He's not Rick Carlisle, apparently. Yeah, yeah. He's, not, he's not Rick Carlisle either, you know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're just a mess. They're most likely go down 3-0 tonight. I mean, I was yeah. Vegas still has them as a favorite. There's the Clippers as a favorite. Like, there's, there's this, you know, people are just really holding on to hope that the Clippers will, will be who people thought they were. So, so we're expecting the Clippers now to go down there, win two games, two games in Dallas, and then win two more games, or or three of the next two of the next three. After two that. of the next three. Yeah. After that, you know. Yeah, that's a tall. That's a tall order. Yeah, and who knows, man? There's rumors Kawhi's leaving again. You know. Yeah, I mean, if I were him, I would stay and just and make and make them make uh, Paul George leave. How about that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I don't want to. He's not the. That, that's, that's his boy. Play. He's the one who paid for he needs, a, he needs a better running mate, I think. A more, you know, someone who. Paul George puts up good numbers, but you know, you watch him in key moments of the game. Nah, he doesn't want it. Yeah. And what about um, uh, any other series? You know, a Denver. Um, Denver, Portland. I, I don't even think we should talk about Utah anymore until yeah, we get their fan. You know, you know, my guy Donovan Mitchell is there. Uh, yeah. You know, he's a New York guy. I like him. That's funny. So they, they're racist. What, so what do they think about Donovan Mitchell? I mean, they would love, they give him they a nickel love, and make him dance? They love, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Wait to, if he played for another team, I'm sure they'd spit, a, spit on him too. Mm-hmm. Um, but they love Donovan Mitchell right now because they, they mm-hmm. have to. I mean, but I'll give credit to Donovan Mitchell. He he always speaks out on this stuff. Whenever something happens, even in Utah, he, you know, he, he said something to the fans, um, you know, expressed, you know, real disappointment. Even. In word. Just go, go play. Go play. We don't need you preaching us. Boo. Yeah. He tweeted about what they, what the stuff they did to John Moran's parents. He said, you know, this is ridiculous. Like, you need to ban these fans forever. We can't, like, this, you know, how, you know. How how is this still happening here? You know all that kind of stuff. So he right. he talks about the stuff. So you know, yeah. So Morant goes down there and lights him up for a sixty. Guy said, "Shit, man, bring that guy from Utah to <laughs> to Memphis. <laughs> we need you in Memphis." Exactly, exactly. Uh, and uh, and and other other news I wanted to ask you about was uh, the in tennis. Uh, no, uh, Naomi Osaka. Oh yeah, uh, yeah great story. French, French Open starts Sunday. She came out with a statement saying that she is not going to do press conferences uh, during the French Open uh, in order to, what did she say exactly? She said she's not going to do press conferences in the French Open um, in order to protect her mental health and not be asked questions that bring doubt into her mind. She does not want to subject herself to people that doubt her. She hopes that the considerable amount she gets fined goes to mental health charity. Hmm. Huh. Well, you know, um, I guess I say I like Naomi Osaka a lot. Me too. And good for her. You know, I mean, because I think this is just one more thing about our business. At the end of the day, you know, we need her. She doesn't need us. You know, whatever she wants to say after matches, and in the athletes, she could basically go on her Instagram, Twitter, and, and make comments. Now, it may not be like being in the New York Times or the Washington Post or whatever, but I think that, um, you know, athletes, you know, probably as much as ever have their own platform, you know, their own platform, and they don't necessarily need the media to interpret them, you know, um, particularly when they have a bad game. Right. So yeah. so you think so you, you you're cool with her. I mean, I, I love I love Osaka. Like I root for her all the time. I think she the funny, the ironic thing about it is I think her press conferences are great. Like she's one oh, of yeah. the better uh, press conferences because she's so honest. Um, and, and she even knows how to handle yeah, she yeah. knows how to handle bad questions. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, but. You know, to me, I mean. It is it is a cop out. I mean, she's she's admitting to that herself. Like she doesn't want to do the press conference because because she doesn't want to be asked uncomfortable questions. So she's basically saying that. And so it's you know so basically if it, we leave it up to her, you know we're only going to get the good the good. We don't get any nat- natural responses to, to to questions other people may have. Um, so everything you know she you know she can put out whatever information she wants, um, whatever makes her feel good. I mean, is, is, and, I, and I just feel like, you know, it's not, obviously it's a power play because you have to be powerful to do that. Um, not everyone can do that. I wonder what the fine is. I wonder how much money she gets fined for not uh, speaking to the media. Because you're right, everybody can't, everybody can't do that. <laughs> right. Everybody cannot afford that. Right. And she can't you know. won a few titles. So she has yeah, so she could probably say, okay, this is, I budget this in, you know, speaking. <laughs> right. uh, but how do we feel as a media? Right. Uh, how, how do you feel? I mean, you... Yeah, no, you know, I, I mean, I I get it. I get, you know, I'm, I'm kind of torn because I, I respect Osaka. I like Osaka. But I do, but like I said, I think, I think it is a cop-out. Um, you know, you don't have... I mean, you're not getting that. Your the questions aren't that tough, okay? Um, I think it hurts her fans to a certain extent because because if if I'm only getting if I'm a, even if I'm a big fan of hers and I love everything she does, I'm not really getting the true picture of her if if she's only she's giving she's well, so questions I, and answers. So I'm getting the, I'm getting the true picture from you. <laughs> you, you you might at least there's a possibility. Right. Well. To that extent, sure, and that goes for every athlete. You right. know, um, 
who doesn't want criticism? You know, and the reason why Naomi or all these great athletes got to where they were was because people criticized. I mean, there was critique and hard work, not necessarily the media. Now, I think maybe this is a, a directed at the media. Oh, it's directed. Uh, I do. It's directed at the media. But, but you know, not all the media is is terrible or ask terrible questions or or even doubt you, you know? Right. Um, right. You know, so, so what, what, I mean, basically it's like a, it, it's, it's a sign of what, of what's to come because all, all these great athletes have, have this type of power and money now and they have, they all have their own platform. So, so why does LeBron do any press conferences? Why does, right. why do any of these guys do press right. conferences? So that'll be it. That'll be kind of interesting. If the guys like LeBron, Anthony Davis, the stars who could afford it just say, we're not speaking to the media anymore. If you want to find out how I feel, then go on my website. Right. You know, is that, and, is that pot? You think that's good? Well, I don't in, in, in a way, but I also think they're They're going to get skewered by the same social media. They're going to probably be attacked. Right. So thoroughly in the media. I mean, you know, in the social media by people who are killed. Now the coaches are going to still have to talk. You know, coaches aren't going to pull that, and other players will. So it, it, let's see how this plays out. Yeah. I think you kind of have to weigh, you know, kind of weigh the blowback because you're not always going to be an athlete. There's going to be a time when you may want to get in the broad, you know, switch into broadcasting or whatever. And people, now I don't know if Osaka retires in four years, will people want her to be in the broadcast? Well, they say, oh, we remember when you boycotted the media. Right. I don't know, you know. Um, One thing I'll say just on the pure uh, sports and, and tennis uh, aspect is she can't be too confident going into this French Open because <laughs> she's already thinking about a press when she loses. I know, it's like a, preempt, a preemptive strike. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I wouldn't bet on her to win the French Open. That's, <laughs> That's right, she's not, a, she's not a, a, a picture of confidence. So... Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. She's, she's setting us up. All right. I can see a first round upset coming. How about that? Right. That's right. And I'm not I'm not gonna talk to the press. Yeah. Oh, she was smart. She knew. She knew. Yeah, good for her. Well, good, man. Well, listen, so this is this is a great session, man. Great interview with Dr. Frazier. Um, you know, really, really instructive, and it's probably kind of more frightening in a way, you know, with her saying, I ain't down with it, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I got what I I kind of got what I expected and wanted to hear, but then now I'm depressed because I'm like, damn, I, I do still want to go to a game. Huh? Yeah, well, you can still go to a game, you know. You just, you know, I mean, and the, you know, the Barclays said how you're up, and, you know, right. they all seem to be socially distant. Wear the mask, keep the mask on. Yeah, the, uh, I sat next to Ian O'Connor mm -hmm. at the um, at the Garden, mm -hmm. and you know, his mask on and. Mm -hmm. Stuff like that. Though he said when you're in the press, but you don't have to wear the mask. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I don't know, man. You know, but you're probably right just to stay where you are. <laughs> be, 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 you know, now if the Knicks reach the finals, you may have to come out. Right. Or if the, Net, or if the Nets, rather. Yeah, and, and, and like you said, it's a, uh, it's different for the press because you're still, you still are separated. You're not, you're not, in the stands, people screaming and yelling and spitting on you. Right. Although I was looking at the overhang uh, when you're in that press box at the garden. Mm -hmm. There are fans right above you. Yeah. There are mm -hmm. fans, and that's a little disconcerting. And <laughs> somebody throw popcorn on you and water, or, you know. <laughs> and then it's up to, see, that's the great, it's up to people there to point out the people who did it. Right. You know, that's, and that that's the, the thing on a serious note. And people are either intimidated or they agree. But I think it really has to be incumbent on fans to turn to police themselves. You know, so. And that, that's actually what happened in, in Utah. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, there were a bunch of people heckling mm -hmm. uh, John Morant's, John Morant's uh, parents. Uh, some of them were doing it in a, you know, keeping it to basketball, as we said. Right. And then, you know, a few of them got out of hand and the, and so the the other fans turned on the ones that took that went too far and mm. told and told authorities. So I guess the you know there are some good people out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I'm sure 
probably the majority of people are good people. Right. You know, the majority of people are good people. Right. You know, so. All right, man. Thanks for listening to, to mm-hmm. all the listeners out there. Uh, keep supporting. We appreciate it. We see you. Um, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Bros Pod. Uh, interact with us on there. Tell us what you uh, would want to hear. Any guests you would want us to talk to. All that good stuff. Uh, leave us good reviews. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week. And, and we were brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online. All right. So, <clears throat> who you betting on tonight? The three games tonight. Who you betting on? Good question. I'm Nick, gonna, Nick, Nick's, Nick's Atlanta. Nick's Atlanta. I'm gonna go Atlanta. Clippers, uh, Dallas. In a close game. Uh, Clippers, Dallas. <laughs> I'm gonna. I just want to give the Clippers some support. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give the Clippers uh, my support. That I'll bet on the Clippers. I think they're they're two point favorites. I'll, I'll go with that. Even though deep down, I'm, I think Dallas. You know they're gonna lose. And then what's that last? Oh, Nets, uh, Nets, Nets Boston, Nets, blowout, blowout. I think the, the, the Nets go into Boston and blow them out again. Mm. Uh, Kyrie probably, you know, scores about 30, um, you know, with all the booze and all that stuff, but the, the Nets right. way too much talent. I agree, except the Knicks. I can't, I mean, I, I, it would be great for the Knicks to win, great for business. Um, and maybe they will. They yeah. may, I don't know. I, I, I can't see Atlanta. Game. Atlanta's not, now I, I am, I do like Nate Millen. I, I, I wish yeah. Nate Millen, I want him to be successful. Yeah. You know, um, but I, I, I don't think they're head and shoulders. Atlanta's not head and shoulders. I mean, they got a oh. nice roster. Yeah. And I don't he, think they're head and shoulders. Yeah, their their talent is young. They're, they're real talent. You know, so it's that's like balanced out with the Knicks and how hard they play and how the defense they play. So it's an even matchup. I, I, the only reason I go with Atlanta because they're home. I think it'll be a close game. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, you know, we'll stay tuned. Next week, we'll, you know, pick up all the pieces. Hopefully, we will not be talking about any more fan incidences uh, unless a, a fan being prosecuted. Right. For stuff. Yeah, so. All right, Murphy. Well, listen, man, enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the NBA playoffs. Thank goodness that we got something to fill up our time with, you know. Uh, and, uh, Stay safe, man. Yeah. And all those people out there, yeah, stay safe. You know, don't go for this hype. You know, particularly if, you know, you know, well, anyway. If you listen to the show, don't go for the hype. Don't go for the hype. Get vaccinated uh, because it'll come back on the back end and and bite you. That's right. And we don't have any first aid kits for bites. (laughs) All right, everybody. Stay safe. God bless. See you next week. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.